0: Welcome back to the Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about the focused executive. Erin admitted to being freaked out, and she was angry with herself that she was. Erin was going to be a featured speaker at her company's upcoming user event. This was a yearly event that stretched over three days. Thousands of people came from all over the globe. Erin's topic and her time slot were prime. She was feeling the pressure. I met Erin for the first time when the conference was 10 weeks away. She'd known for months she was going to be speaking. Now she was finalizing her slides and carving out large blocks of what she wanted to say. When I asked how I could help her, she burst like a dam. She wanted help with her slides. She wanted help with her content. She worried about saying um and wanted help with that. She worried about sounding like a robot if she rehearsed too much and wanted help with that. After a few more concerns, she said, And last but not least, I'd like help with not being so nervous. I'm usually not nervous. But like I say, this conference has me freaked out. What's got you freaked out exactly, I asked. She burst out another list of concerns, and then ended with, and my boss is going to be there, and the whole team. If I blow this, I could really set myself back. I could even get fired. Really, I asked. You could? That seemed extreme to me. Well, no, I suppose not, she said, but it sure would be hard to show my face the next week. Wow, Erin, I said, what would have to happen to make them think so badly of you? I don't know, she said, if the users walked out. Oh, I said, is that likely? I don't know this conference. Does that happen sometimes? She considered and then smiled. Then her whole body relaxed. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Watch me be the first. Ugh! do you see how I talk to myself? I hate being freaked out like this. I am usually not, I swear. How do you usually calm yourself down, I asked. I take up meditation again. I'm a real fair-weather friend when it comes to meditation. I'm not disciplined at all. I just pull it out when I need it, you know, which makes it pretty useless. Oh, I don't think so, I said. My feeling is that even 60 seconds of mindfulness improves whatever comes next. We could do some right now and see. You want to? That sounded great to her. I guided her through a few minutes of relaxation and focus. At the end... When we both opened our eyes, she was far away, thinking. I waited, curious to see where she would land. After sitting in the quiet, she said, It's one thing at a time, isn't it? I feel like I've been trying to do everything at once, but it's really about getting focused and just doing one thing at a time. Her idea triggered one of my own. The memory made me smile. She noticed and asked what I was thinking. I said, one thing at a time was the core of an image that I used for years to get myself focused. What was it, she asked. You want to hear it, I asked. She said she did. So I began. Let me tell you the context first, I said. I used to be an actor in Hollywood. You did, she asked. I did, I answered. And the thing about being a working actor in Hollywood is that you audition a whole lot more than you work. And auditioning is crazy-making. It's a horrible system. Everything is out of balance and usually not in your favor. But for you, the actor, there's something at stake, right? Career stuff or money stuff or whatever. Auditions always have stuff around them. But that stuff is just a distraction from the goal. And you can only hit the goal if you're focused, which is why I made up this image Cool, she said, shifting in her chair. I took a breath and got quiet. Then I said, I'm standing at the edge of a big pond. Everything is completely still. The sky is gray. There's no sound, no wind. The water's like glass. And I am there for a purpose. At my feet is a mound of pebbles. My purpose is to take one of those pebbles and Pitch it out into the pond at just the right spot so it doesn't sink. You see, out in the pond under the water is a bigger mound of pebbles made up of all the pebbles I've ever pitched before. If I want this pebble in my hand to balance on top of all those other pebbles under the water, I have to get focused. And this isn't pretend. This happens. Sometimes the pebbles don't sink. That's a job that I land. It happens. So I know it's possible but I have to be focused. I tell myself nothing matters but the pebble in my hand, not the pebble I threw before or the one before that or the one still to come. I have to get focused on just this one pebble and then I pitch it and it hits the water and whatever happens, happens. And I say, thank you very much. And then I learned to say, next pebble. That was hard to learn, letting go. Stop believing that, oh my God, that pebble might have changed my life. But, you know, no, it wouldn't have. So keep moving forward and get focused for the next one. She sat with the image for a minute. Then she nodded her head saying, one thing at a time. I agreed, one thing at a time. Oh, tell me the truth, she said. Can you really detach from the outcome like that? Well, I'm better at it now, but I got pretty good at it, yeah. What made the difference for me was when I could really believe there were more pebbles at my feet. Believing in abundance helped me. And things happened that proved there really was abundance. Like what kind of things, she asked. Well, here's my favorite story about that, I said. In the 1980s, There was a television series on CBS that was this huge hit. The person who did the casting liked me, and she called me in during their first season. Now, I didn't get the job, but the producers seemed to like me, and they called me back later in that season. I didn't get that job either, but the casting person said they love you, they'll have you back next season, and they did. But I didn't get that job either. Ooh, how frustrating, Aaron said. Oh, this is only the beginning. CBS aired this show for seven seasons. That's a lot of seasons. And every single season, I would go into the same room and read with the same casting director in front of the same writers, some seasons more than one time, and I never once got cast in that show for seven years. Were you pissed? She asked. I think I'd be pissed. I tried not to be. Being pissed wasn't going to help me pitch that pebble, right? But here's the point of the story. Fast forward a couple more television seasons. I get cast as a guest star on one episode of a sitcom over at Warner Brothers. Now, I'm just there for one week. I don't know anybody. Nobody knows me. On the first morning, we're all gathering to read the script for the first time. This guy comes walking over to me. He looks vaguely familiar, but I can't place him. He introduces himself. He says he's one of the producers, and I say, hi. And then he says, you remember that show at CBS you used to audition for? And I say, yeah. And he says, I was there the last couple seasons, and I always liked you. I was sorry you didn't get cast. When I saw your name in for this part, I pushed for you. I'm really happy you're here. Aaron said, wow, how nice. That was an extreme example, but it was experiences like that that helped me to remember To live in abundance. There's going to be another pebble. And you don't know where the ripples end. So always do your best. Every pebble counts. Get focused. Erin developed an image of her own that helped her focus. Every now and then as we worked together, she would laugh and say, Wait, wait, wait. I just pitched about 20 pebbles all at once. Let me get focused. And then she would close her eyes for a minute. And when she reopened them, she was always a little better able to experience the look and sound of leadership. Do you remember where Aaron started in this episode, those lists of worries? I think if you are working hard every day, you might have a list of worries running in the background of your day. I think that would be completely understandable. And it doesn't mean you're running around in hysterics. It's just a kind of you know, underlying tension, pressure, worry. And I have come to believe this is a real thing. Over the past three years, I have noticed a significant increase in leaders contacting me just wanting to talk. These are high-performing, confident leaders. They are not in hysterics. They do not catastrophize. And they have a list of worries. And they want to talk about them and then get back to being focused. Now, Aaron had dabbled a little in meditation But she thought she wasn't doing it right. And I just want to say, I literally just had this conversation with a leader at a tech company up in Silicon Valley. She told me that she tried meditation, but all that ever happened was that her thoughts were bouncing around. So she stopped. And I said to her, you know, everyone's brain bounces around during meditation. That's kind of the whole point of meditation is to learn how much your brain bounces around. That's why an image like the pebble image... Was so helpful for me, it stopped my brain from bouncing around. And Aaron found an image that worked for her, and here's what she learned. She learned that she could stop at different points in her day for 30 seconds or 60 seconds, summon up that image of hers, and she would feel her shoulders relax, and she would feel her center soften, and what came next got easier. 30 seconds. 60 seconds, you could do this for yourself before you go to that meeting or before you jump on that conference call. 60 seconds, you could do this. Now, if you are like I was at another time in my life, I might have heard that and gone, yeah, 60 seconds, okay, I'll do it, but what am I supposed to do? If you're not sure, I have created a PDF full of mindfulness Resources. By the way, this is an update to one that some of you have already asked for and received. This one is new. It right now is on the website. If you're listening in real time, it's on the homepage. If you're listening later, it's at the bottom of the tip in the archive. This episode is called The Focused Executive. But if you're curious, go get that PDF. Help yourself. Or you can just email me, by the way. Use the contact button. I'll send it to you. That would be my pleasure. So the button and the PDF and the archive and the homepage are all at the Essential Communications website, essentialcom.com. It's essentialcom with two Ms, .com. Mindfulness. There is so much research about the long-term benefits of mindfulness. This 60-second idea, great way to begin. Grab the PDF. Play or use the pebble image, whatever whatever works for you from this episode. Speaking of this episode, I do have two more final ideas that I want to share with you. before I do, I want to tell you about Solu Nuanze. Who is Solo Nuanze? you ask. Well, until recently, Solu was a listener just like you, and then one day she reached out to me and she said, "Hey, I'm up in San Francisco, I work for Zendesk, I lead a team. What would you think about coming up and doing the look and sound of leadership with my team? And we did it and. It was great to watch her with her team, and her team is full of smart, bright, engaged, challenging people. It was really fun. So I start this month's gratitude with a big thank you to Solu for bringing me to meet her team. It was a blast. Thanks a lot. In Apple Podcasts this month, reviews were posted by, from the United Arab Emirates, El Hafez, from Egypt, Sameh El Baguri, from Australia, Scrappy Nick, from New Zealand, SMNZ, and here in the U.S., The Sign Guy 13. Thank you to each of you for taking a minute and posting a review. And by the way, those people were just the ones who posted in Apple Podcasts. I know about those people and those reviews because I subscribe to a service that aggregates every review in Apple Podcasts from every country in the world and sends it to me. I can't get information like that from any other platform, but I know there are other apps out there with more people posting more reviews. I don't know you yet, but thank you so much. Okay, two final ideas. First, I really have come to believe that no one pebble has the capacity to change your life, even though we all know things do happen to people, and it changes their lives, right? But it's not because of that one pebble. It's because of all the pebbles before it. It's because of all the things you did to get yourself ready for that moment. Now, I know there is a contradiction inherent in one pebble can't change your life because we all, I think, would agree that some pebbles are more important than others, right? They just are. I mean, look at Erin. Speaking at that conference is a bigger pebble that is going to send out bigger ripples than whatever she does at her weekly staff meeting next week, right? I say, embrace that. For Erin, the opportunity at the conference with visibility and credibility and blue skies, I say, that's right. That's what's supposed to happen to you. Don't treat it like it's fragile and it's something to be scared of. Walk into it like you deserve it. And if you really deserve it, then it wasn't just that one pebble that changed your life. That pebble might have helped fulfill your life, but it didn't change your life. I would love to hear what you think about that. Here's the second idea. Abundance. For a long time, I used to squeeze really, really hard, wishing about my auditions. I would be on a roller coaster of self esteem depending on whether I got or didn't get a gig. But it didn't take me long to figure out that, look, if my job was going to be to audition, then I better find a way to get off that roller coaster. Abundance helped me stop my roller coaster. Years ago, there was a book called Learned Optimism. Now, I have to confess, I adored the title of that book. It meant a lot to me, but I never read the book. But those two words, learned optimism, came to represent a choice in my life. Here's how I made sense of those two words. I felt it meant consciously choosing to be optimistic in the face of not a lot of evidence. You have to consciously choose to believe that that mound of pebbles is really there. You have to consciously choose to believe that the pebbles have ripples. Choose it. That, to me, was learned optimism. And look, that's the whole story about that show at CBS, right? It took me 10 years to get that one job at CBS. But I think it is a form of abundance confirmation. There's always another pebble. If these ideas are interesting, five other episodes you might listen to are Combating Emotional Hijacks, Conquering Fear, Eliminating Distractions, Choosing Persistence, and The Mindful Executive. In the archive, this episode is tagged under For Women, Managing Yourself, Personal Growth and Self-Development, and Self-Talk. Okay, that's it for me Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.